Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to One Up, delivered through the AI podcast channel. I'm your host, Guy Drinkle, and again, I'll probably start with an apology like I did on the last pod. It's been a while since I last done this. I think the last one I did was about um, Battlefield and stuff, if I remember correctly. Um, but that was bloody ages ago. Um, I will try and now make this a bit more regular, but um, I thought I'd bring it back because Coming up this weekend is E3, which is obviously a big day in the gaming calendar. And to join me is Carl Wilkinson. How are you doing, Carl? I'm doing well, Guy. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Obviously, this I think this is your first time on an AI podcast. and Well, it's your first time on 1UP as well. So do you want to introduce yourself to listeners, introduce your Twitter account, stuff like that? Because I imagine that's how most people follow um, AI and stuff. Yeah, so um, I'm Carl, as Guy already introduced me. Um, I am a media graduate, so I've always kind of had an interest in kind of covering my interests, you know, like gaming. Obviously, that's what I'm here for. But also football, you know, for all my sins, I'm a Liverpool fan like Guy, which is why I'm kind of... I know Anfield Index well, been a long-time fan of, of what uh, Gags and Guy and... Nina and all the others do over there, so it's it's cool to 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 make a debut on the channel. Um, yeah. So as I've been, I guess I'll talk about games because that's what we're here for again. So I've I've been gaming all my life. I think I first picked up a joystick with the Commodore sixty four back when I was like three years of age. So we're talking like twenty five years ago. Um, I largely play on PlayStation four, but I I kind of dabble on on everything. You know, Xbox, Nintendo kind of cover all angles you know because why wouldn't you there's so much to play so um yeah so i'm just really excited to do this today because i'm I'm a big fan of e3 it's it's kind of like christmas for for gamers isn't it really oh absolutely absolutely and 
another useful reason you're on the pod is that I'm pretty much an exclusive Xbox fan, so you can help cover all these bases. Uh, so that's uh, that's good stuff. Um, but we'll crack on um, with pretty much following the schedule of E3. Uh, I think first up is EA. Um, so we'll get the boring stuff out of the way, Carl. Um, EA Sports. We're probably going to get half an hour of it, let's be honest. So... Do you play FIFA, Madden, uh, NBA Live, any of that stuff? Tickle your fancy. Um, yeah, no, I, I'd get FIFA every year, of, of course, be, been a football fan, and, like, it's, you know, it's probably the best these days. I used to be a pro Evo player, you know, I know that there's oh, a bit of a everyone back and forth there, yeah. Popular opinion, Pro Evo 6 is the best football game of all time, but, but it will, will give EA their, their time to shine now, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I, like I watched the EA conference and the FIFA stuff, as you say, like they'll, you know, no doubt we'll have some random footballer show up to, to show off the game. Thierry Henry or something like that, as always. Um, and they'll, they'll talk about the, the journey and all that stuff. To, to be honest, like it's, you know, you watch it, but like, as we were saying pre-show, kind of the people who play FIFA, they're, they're going to pick it up anyway. And it's, it's kind of the same with NFL. I do kind of like the NFL trailers, though. You know, the, those oh, yeah. tackles, the crunches, like, there's nothing <laughs> better. Like, they put it together a good trailer. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I think that's the one thing you can do with it. They can dress it up as much as they want. And they do, but it's still a football game. It's <laughs> still a sports game. The only thing that would probably interest me on EA Sports is if they released a boxing game, because it's been a while for that. But at the same time, I don't really need that showing to me at E3. Um, so we'll move on from that, because let's be honest, nobody wants to listen to us talk about FIFA on this podcast. Um, Kind of roll back a year. Um, EA obviously... Well, they kind of handed over the reins to Microsoft on this one, but Anthem was their big, re- well, big teaser slash release of last year. Um, we're expecting to see more of it this year because, well, it got it got delayed and they've obviously got to fill out the show somehow. But Anthem for you, um, for me, it kind of looks like their version of Destiny, but with the Bioware tweak on it, where it's going to be a massive, uh, massive game compared to Destiny, where it's kind of limited. So, are you are you looking forward to Anthem? Are you looking forward to what what a year's development's done for it and how how they can hold out the game basically again for another year? Yeah, I have mixed feelings when it comes to Anthem. Like, I thought the reveal was great, and I was really excited at the time. You know, because I, as you say, it does kind of give you vibes of Destiny, and I love Destiny, and I love Bioware. You know, I love Mass Effect, mm-hmm. um, Dragon Age. You know, that everything they do tends to be great. But then, since then, some things have happened that have kind of made you question it. Like back to Mass Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda came out, and it was a bit of a flop. And then we had that thing with um Star Wars Battlefront 2, which I'm sure we'll get on to Star Wars with the all the microtransactions and all the, the controversy over it. And it's like, what kind of controversial thing are they going to do with Anthem? Like, how are EA going to mess this up on on Bioware? You, you just don't know. So you have to be a little cautious. Hopefully we get more information on that. What about yourself, Guy? Do, are you would you be into Anthem or the, the idea of it anyway? Oh, I mean, this is this is probably apart from RDR two, which is obviously would probably will be shown at Sony. Um, this will probably be the second game I'm looking forward to, to be honest. Um, 
Bioware obviously kind of pied off Mass Effect Andromeda. On, I think it was onto their second team or whatever the hell they'd call it. So if they've been, if Bioware have been focusing on this game, I just I know it's going to be an absolute top dog of a game. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And at first, when it got postponed, I was a bit disappointed, understandably, because it wasn't. I think it was meant to be coming out in the first quarter of this year. But if they if they've postponed it to a make it better and to b sort out the microtransaction crap to avoid controversy, um, which I think was one of the listed reasons. I think it, it could only be good for the game and I don't really want Bioware going down that route. I mean, you you listed the franchise that's done um, Dragon Age and Mass Effect. They're probably two of my most favourite. Well, Dragon Age less so. I've only really started playing that with Inquisition, but that was one hell of a game. But Mass Effect's one of my favourite um, gaming franchises. So, Bioware too. has a it, it, it's a special place in my heart, Bioware. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but what, what do you expect? I mean, obviously, I think they had some kind of a little bit of gameplay at last year's. But are you expecting a, a big demo this year? Yeah, well, apparently they've kind of given an indication. They had like a little teaser trailer there um, the other day, and they said there's going to be a kind of a full trailer released on the ninth, which is the day of the conference. Um, and they said they're kind of going to give a bit of an in-depth look at the combat and the specifically like the functions of the exosuit that we kind of seen in the last one, which is good because I think in the last trailer we just sort of seen them flying around mm-hmm. and we seen kind of yeah. what the the landscape looks like. So it'd be cool to see some actual combat because obviously with these kind of games they they kind of make or break based on kind of how good the combat is. So excited to see what they have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, more of that game, the better. I mean, EA seems to fill out time with EA Sports stuff, but if they're filling that with Anthem and more of that, all the better for it. Um, But we'll move on from Anthem, because obviously, understandably, we've got a hell of a lot to cover in this podcast. Um, Yeah. But Battlefield 5, there was a trailer, I think it was last week, might have been two weeks ago, Um, it kind of showed... Basically, that it was confirmed to be World War Two, which was obviously the rumor for so long, and it showed um, some of the main characters and stuff like that. Um, firstly, I'll, did you, did you play Battlefield One? I did. Yeah, I actually I was a bit of a latecomer to it. I, I picked it up, um, I think uh, around Black Friday last year, um, and I, I haven't really had much of a chance to play the multiplayer yet. But I, I was really enjoying the. Um, mm the single player vignettes like the little war stories i think that's a really cool way of doing um kind of a campaign for these games because i kind of got same old one soldier kind of story kind of gets a bit old so it is cool that they've thought of new ways of doing this you know um so like they've they've confirmed that's coming back for for battlefield 5 which that alone is enough to to make me interested in the game you know yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was reading, you put you put some uh, information together before the show, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed the vignettes uh, type story. It was it was quite a it was quite a good way of do, of doing a war story because I mean we've seen with well old battlefield games and especially COD, it's literally one man versus a country sometimes, and the fact that these tend to show different armies, different people, different countries, it, it just it just seems like a really clever way of doing it. Um, but Battlefield Five, as I said, it, it World War Two. Um, 
kind of in contrast to Call of Duty, where they've gone back to being seemingly a futuristic game and uh, maybe taking bits and bobs off like games like Overwatch and stuff like that. Battlefield Five seems to be sticking to their formula, big, big ask maps, big ask um, teams and stuff like that. But sticking with with uh, olden times war war style, do you think that's the right choice for them? Yeah, I think so. I mean, for me personally, the um, my entry into Battlefield was way back at the beginning with Battlefield 1942 on the PC, and I think that that's what really how they could kind of portray these massive World War Two battles was what kind of put them on the map. So it's cool that they're they're going back to that, and like it does look with their their multiplayer, like I, I, you were saying about the notes there when I was looking into the game previous to the show like it looks like they have like this massive four phase game mode the name of it escapes me let me just double check the notes there um it is called um grand operations um and it sounds actually like the fourth phase from from what i could tell sounds like it comes down to like a last man standing type thing so it almost sounds like they've put a battle royale mode into this larger mode, you know, which obviously is everything's gonna have battle royale, you know. Oh yeah. So it's it's kind of a interesting way of doing it rather than just doing a standalone battle royale mode like like Call of Duty are doing. So um, it seems like dice are really on the ball with the, their ideas for this. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Battlefield games seem to always hit certain boxes, and they always seem to be. Um, somewhat successful. I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of the, of the franchise, but I really like Battlefield One. Um, and if 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 they're sticking to that formula, I mean, I'll certainly get Battlefield Five. I mean, the only bad thing about it is that they've gone from one to bloody five. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's um I, I'm I'm quite looking forward to Battlefield Five. Um, but um, we'll we'll probably cut we'll do a preview or something when we get when we get up to Christmas time, which I imagine that'll be released. But um. Finishing up with EA then, obviously not much has been rumoured in, in, in this regard, but they obviously still have the licence to make um, Star Wars games. Uh, they closed down Visceral, was it, that um, were obviously making a Star Wars game? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, there seem to be, this, this licence for me at the moment seems to be going to waste, but can you see anything happening in this E3? Um, well, there is still the one title they still have in the works is uh, Respawn Entertainment. Obviously, the the studio behind the Titanfall series, they have a, a third person mm. action Star Wars product. But beyond that, we have no clue what the actual game is. So maybe we'll finally get a full reveal for that. I think if not this E3, when do you reveal it? Like, because I mean, as you said, like they they can't visceral that game got scrapped. They'd been hyping that up for the last couple of E3s without really giving us any information. Um, and then, as we touched on earlier, the, the Battlefront 2 kind of controversy. And although they've kind of gone backwards on a lot of that, they, they already killed the game, really. So, I mean, there's already been rumors that uh, uh, Disney were losing um, patience with yeah. EA and they were exploring, talking to the likes of Activision and Ubisoft about Star Wars licenses. Which, to be honest, I'd like. Like, I mean, if you look at um, Marvel, which we'll touch on probably later, with with one of the games in the works, um, with that Disney have kind of spread the licenses around a few 
studios and, and that's the way star wars games used to be you know mm. i think it's kind of stupid the way ea have full control yeah it, it's a good point i mean marvel obviously um gave uh some some of it to sony with is it in, insomniac who's making um spider-man i think it is and then obviously yeah. square enix and uh are making that avengers game that we'll obviously get to Later on, but yeah, for EA, obviously EA has a lot, well, did have, did have a lot of developers underneath it, um, but now I'm not sure how many left, um, since Visceral gone, obviously they got Respawn and then they've got BioWare, which is the big one that we were talking about. But, um, for me, um, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that they really do a BioWare Star Wars game, I mean, Knights of the Old Republic, I think the first one was BioWare, and then the second one was Obsidian, if I remember correctly, so hope, there's still hope um, in that regard. Um, but they, they are going to they are gonna have to up their game a, a, a little bit, um, EA, to, well, if you if you don't, if you piss off Disney, basically they're gonna buy you. <laughs> That's what we've learned. That's from true, yeah. If you piss off Disney, they're gonna buy you. Um, and the, uh, well, as we said with the loot box scandal, their relationship with uh, with the fan is uh, at a bit of a low. Um, but but oh, we, EA need a win. That's for sure. Yeah, like this E3 yeah. has to be a win. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, last year I think it was going in the right direction, and Star Wars Battlefront Two came out, and it was like, oh dear, <laughs> oh dear. Um, but we'll move on from here because we we pretty much know what their lineup will go, is going to be, and uh, we'll move on to Microsoft. Um, this is obviously my console, so. This is going to be the painful part of the show <laughs> uh, for me. Uh, I've put in the agenda in here. It's going to be a quiet E3, and I'm not. That obviously isn't a set thing, but there's literally been nothing released or leaked or leaked or whatever. But seemingly the the releases are going to be Halo Six, Crackdown Three. There's rumours of Fable Four, hopes of a Gears of War, but. Carl, have Microsoft gone to the well one too many times with these these franchises? I mean, Halo probably still has a bit of legs in it, but as as I said in the agenda to you, it's gone downhill since Bungie. (laughs) And 4 and 5 is not exactly great. Gears of War 4 was a bit of a letdown. Crackdown 3 has been in limbo, and Fable 4, well... If we go, if we refer back to Gears of War 4 and Halo 4, the fourth in a Microsoft franchise seems to be the turning point of the shit to go to shitsville. So, what what are your expectations for Microsoft here? Um, I think I think we'll see like a lot of announcements, but they're kind of as you touched on their announcements. We kind of already know because of leaks, and obviously with Gears of War 5, we had that. Uh, Walmart Canada leak of all things that leaked a lot of titles for this E3 and that was one of the titles featured we've since had Rage 2 confirmed by Bethesda which makes you think this leak probably is real Mm. so we've Gears of War 5 seems plausible I think Forza Horizon 4 was also part of that same leak um I I haven't played a Forza game since Forza 3, so... Yeah, same. I mean, all it does now is E3 pisses me off when there's 15 minutes about a car. <laughs> they usually they usually start their conferences with Forza. Yeah. Same way often Sony, if they're doing a Gran Turismo start, which I think is, is cool for us. It lets us go and get a cup of tea, you know, while they're, <laughs> they're talking cars, you know, and... and 
Now, graphically, I do like to watch like the actual gameplay trailers because I don't think anything shows off a console's power like a car game, oh, like yeah, a racing absolutely. game. Like they are awesome trailers, but um, it's it's a bit like we were saying earlier. The NFL trailers are good for it as well, but but actually, the game's not really for me. But um, and as you said, Fable. Now, Fable. I think Fable seems pretty nailed on. I mean, when you look in the the rumors of you know we we know who the studio is. It's actually the studio behind Forza Horizon, um, that are apparently working on it in in the UK. We've also had former Lionhead Studio, you know, that would have previously worked on the Fable series, come out and say, "Oh, they know the games in development." I think a few of them seem a bit irked that they weren't asked to come back and work on it. Because obviously we know Fable 4 was originally in development mm. at Lionhead b- before they were closed by to be Microsoft. Fair, Lionhead did take the piss. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Molyneux kind of uh, set, <laughs> set a trend there. You know, he likes to make. We, we all remember that famous Acorn, you know, that we never got in Fable 2. And you know, mm. um, obviously that's one of the most popular memes in in uh, game, the internet games wise. But uh, we 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 don't we're being positive here. Let let's not get to Molyneux bashing. <laughs> um, but in terms of any anything else for for like I I am excited for Microsoft. Like as you said, Halo and Gears have kind of taken a little bit of a step down, but I, they're still kind of series that I love. And Crackdown Three have been excited about. You know, I loved Crackdown One and Two. Did mm. Did you play the first two? Um, I played them. Like I'm not a bit. I'm not a. I didn't like complete them and stuff like that, but I think when they went on games with gold, um, I eventually got them. I think they're just fun games. I mean, it's it's obviously not you're not going to compare it to like God of War and stuff like that. But in terms of being an exclusive, I think it's one of the most fun ones to just have a piss about with your mates, isn't it? That's it. I mean, any game where you can leap fifty feet in the air and grab a helicopter out of the air and then smash it into the ground is is fun in my books, you know. Oh, absolutely, and obviously Microsoft have, have famed that that cloud-based city-destroying system they've been talking about for so long with uh, with Crackdown Three. But we do we do actually have a, a question on the Microsoft C3 panel, so I'll get it in now before before the end of the show. Um, from Craig Gig, uh, Gib, bleh, Craig Gribble at CG Gribs. Um, Will Microsoft make a late push for first parties or will they double down for those on the next console? Does it matter whose third party third party games are shown on and if so, for Microsoft would it be huge having a Rockstar, New IP and Avengers on their stage? So base so be, I'll, I'll I'll shorten it into three. So do you think Microsoft will introduce any new first party games on this one? I mean I think um uh, what's his name? Phil Spencer was in an interview earlier in the year talking about they need to catch up Sony, but do you think it's a bit too soon? I I, I think catching Sony is in, an impossibility at this point, mm. but, you know, kind of making up a little bit of ground, um, maybe trying to stay in second place ahead of um, a Nintendo that are, are biting at their heels, and maybe just building up some goodwill ahead of Probably a, a next generation, maybe 2020, 2021 kind of thing based on recent talk. Um, I think, like, to be fair to Microsoft, one thing they are good, ever since the original Xbox launched, or the 
Xbox One launch where they made a lot of mistakes. They've been good at listening to their fans, what their fans want. Obviously, we got the backwards compatibility. That that's fantastic. Um, kind of gave some an edge over Sony in that area and, and, and things like that. Actually, funny enough, about 20 minutes before we started this podcast, I actually seen a Microsoft story. They're, they're actually knocking 50 quid, well, uh, dollars, euros, I'm, I'm assuming pounds, maybe 30, 40 off the price of the Xbox One X. I don't oh. know whether that's a temporary thing for E3, but you know, that's something that people have been asking for because it is quite expensive. So mm. I think Microsoft know that fans want exclusives and that's why, as we said, they're going to have the likes of Gears, Fable, Crackdown, Forza. But I do think they might have something new as well. Now, whether it's something brand new, new IP, I, I'm not sure, but maybe like kind of a relaunch of an old IP. Like obviously they have uh, access to rares titles. There are rumors of a uh, perfect dark. Obviously, we haven't seen one since Perfect Dark Zero, which was a launch game for the Xbox 360. So, what's that like? 13 years ago. So it's it's long oh, overdue. So it's that long, <laughs> making me feel old. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I do think Microsoft, you know, will hit us with a lot of of exclusive, if only to build up some some goodwill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good point. I mean. In terms of the second part of the question, obviously third, third party games, that seems to be kind of the bread and butter of quite a, quite a lot of the, uh, E3 conferences. I mean, Ubisoft, uh, EA obviously handed over Anthem to, um, Xbox last year. We saw Metro Exodus, which obviously showed off, um, Xbox One X's power quite beautifully. Um, but does it matter to you where the third-party games are? I mean, say for Rockstar Games, sure, that'll be quite special because they don't normally do E3. But if if you see an EA game at an Xbox conference, does it really matter to you? Because you're gonna see you're gonna see it at one of the other conferences, aren't you? <laughs> True, but I think when it comes down to um, the media, like kind of rating who had the better conference, I think what pops up plays a part in that. So I think that that's why they have these deals. Obviously, as you said, Microsoft um, seemed to be in bed with EA a lot, obviously because Sony are in bed with Activision. Um, so we might see Anthem again. We might see something from Battlefield Five. Mm. Um, I'm guessing the the um, the listener's question when you said a ro- new Rockstar IP. I'm assuming maybe that was a typo and he meant Rocksteady because obviously Red Dead is. I don't think Rockstar are going to have anything new with, with Red Dead, so close. Um, so and that's a PS4 thing, isn't it? I think they announced that was going to have a, not a exclusivity, but I think they were going to have special DLC for Sony. Yeah, exactly. So if there's anything, like even maybe a, a PS4 Pro Red Dead Redemption 2 edition mm. or something, like like they had with GTA Five back in, in the day. Um, it could be something like that. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe Rocksteady could be talking about the rumored Superman game, mm. um, which would make a lot of sense because I, I know you put in the notes, which I found quite funny that, uh, uh talking about the Spider-Man, <laughs> that it's, it's kind of like a Spider-Man, Batman Arkham almost. It does look that. So maybe kind of Microsoft answer could be like, look, we have our own really good, um, superhero game on stage and for, forget the, the Batman Arkham kind of copycat that this is 
from Rocksteady, you know, which would be a, a win for them, you know, and, and I actually could see that. So I think that the listener might have a, a good prediction in there. Um, for sure. Um, and again, or, or possibly I think did, did, am I making this up or did the listener also mention that possibly the, the Avengers game? Yeah, he did. Um, obviously, I think Square Enix have their own stage time, but they, that'd probably be a big coup for uh, Microsoft, seeing as uh, Marvel, or, uh, Sony had uh, Spider-Man last year, didn't they? But do you think yeah. that'd be a possibility? Yeah, again, if 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 it's not the Superman game, then it, it could be the the Avengers game because uh, and Microsoft obviously come before Square. It'd be good to kind of get a bit of a, a trailer out there on the Microsoft mm. stage and then be like more information at the Square Enix show, um, which would kind of they they do these kind of things. So, um, I think definitely there there might be some there there will be some third party showings and there are some good guesses as, as to what I think is another thing as well, which the listeners question has kind of reminded me of is um phil spencer did indicate that um because he was asked if there'd be a, a jrpg kind of presence at microsoft because there is a, a lack of them on the console um and he said there would be um oh. my one prediction i'm gonna throw out there um and I, I live or die by these predictions um persona 5 which up until now has been a playstation exclusive I have a feeling we might see an announcement at Microsoft show that Persona 5 is coming to Xbox One because I think there's no real bigger JRPG they could they could get for the system, you know? Well, the only other one would be Final Fantasy, and obviously they did get 15 as well, so... Maybe they've stolen Final Fantasy VII, which are very doubtful, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think Final Fantasy VII will come up with, uh, the Square Enix and Sony bit as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much covered Microsoft. There's not a lot for us to cover. I mean, Halo 6, that seems to be their thing, um, 343 coming <laughs> off the second, second trilogy, um, which for me is a good thing. Um, I enjoyed five, which is not the same as Bungie Gears. Um, I'm not sure. I think they're going to have to up the game from four. Crackdown three we covered, and if we focus on Fable four for a bit, I mean, I'm really, <laughs> I really look forward to Fable. I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change anyone's allegiances from PS4 to Xbox. I really love Fable. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. I, I love the the original Fable, and I, I was disappointed when the series got cancelled because. Mm. They were kind of on an upwards trajectory as to what I envisioned Fable could be in terms of an open world RPG. Did Did you ever play a game called Kingdoms of Amalur? I didn't. I didn't. Doesn't even ring a bell to be honest. Ah, uh, it was it was on the last gen on 360 and PS3. The studio that did it. It was actually founded by a baseball player. I think it was Kurt Schilling. Oh um, but they they went bankrupt because the the game was too ambitious. But it was a really good game, and it was a, it was kind of what I always thought Fable was going to be. Like it was very kind of influenced by Fable. Um, so I'd hope if Fable Four um, is shown off at E3, that it's basically like Kingdoms of Amalur. <laughs> that, that's what I hope for. Mm. It, well, an ambition, um, ambitious thought might be it's not Fable Four, but like a a rebrand and then it's a more open world and big RPG so it could it could it could be going down that route um but we'll move on to Bethesda um 
big news, obviously, in the in the last week is Fallout 76. We were talking on Twitter before the show, and that's how we kind of agreed to be doing this show as well, is um, we were hoping, well, you were hoping for a Fallout New Vegas 2 or a, or a remake or whatever. I was hoping that it was going to be a, a piss take and end up being an Elder Scrolls game, but I'm not that lucky. Um, but Fallout 76, basically... All the rumours have came out that it's going to be like a multiplayer survival type game compared to um, Rust and... Uh, I can't remember the other one. <laughs> um, but what what are your thoughts on this? I mean, we I, I think most people were expecting a single player game because obviously Bethesda launched that save single player campaign thing earlier in the year or whenever it was. Um but no, that it, I think I think the source of this is that it was meant to be a Fallout 4 multiplayer game, and it kind of turned into its own game. So, do do you think this is a, a brave new showing by Bethesda, or do you think it's just a bit of a sideshow till the bigger releases come out? I think it's a bit, a bit about it. It's kind of a sign of the times when, like, obviously we we've already been discussing. Um, We've touched on Battle Royale games. We've touched on games as a service type games like Anthem's going to be. And then another kind of thing that's popular are these kind of survival games like, like Rust, like Daisy. And I, I think, you know, obviously, um, Bethesda Game Studios have in recent times, they've been quite experimental. Although Fallout 4 was kind of cut from the same cloth as Skyrim and Fallout 3, you know, you've seen like the, the base builder kind of mechanic to it and and you've seen obviously the side game that came out with it you know fallout shelter mm. uh that todd howard and his team are, are trying to experiment and i think obviously that this was another result of that experimenting that that's kind of spun off into its own thing um so and it, it's no surprise as well that bethesda although being a single player focused that they're dabbling in multiplayer because um it's something that you need to do really to to stay relevant um so it, it's not surprising at all i'm intrigued to see how it goes I, i've never really played like kind of a, a rust or a daisy I, I know how those games kind of work but i've never really played on uh, probably fallout 76 i definitely will try but for me it's kind of i'm more just thinking what kind of impact has this had in the like yourself in the time frame for elder scrolls 6 or for possibly as we'll probably touch on after um, a potential new IP for for Bethesda Game Studios, um, but hopefully, hopefully they pull it off and it's um, you know we we start to think of Fallout as a multiplayer game as well as a single player game. Well, what are your thoughts, obviously, guy? You're you're a big Fallout fan. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a weird one. I mean. I'm I'm probably more of an Elder Scrolls fan than a Fallout fan, um, but I re I really loved New Vegas, so I was kind of I was uh, told by someone who has mates in, in the business that it was going to be New Vegas too, and I was like, oh, all right, that'll be good because New Vegas one was probably my favourite Fallout game. Um, but when that came out, I was like, all right, I wonder what that'll be. Maybe it's just a rebrand of something. Then obviously the rumours came out that it's going to be online. And this is coming from someone who's played um, Ark Survival Evolved a lot. Like, fucking, really a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it kind of, it does really pique my interest to see how it can go. And um, obviously if the 
going to keep in that building um, system that they had in Fallout 4, and maybe it's about making a settlement and stuff like that. So I, I can see, I can see the route it's going to go down, and we've we've seen. I'm not, I'm not sure how financially it's done, but Elder Scrolls Online seems to be uh, good on the console. I'm not sure it does on PC compared to other MMOs and stuff like that. But uh, I've revisited um, ESO recently, and it, it seems to be. Um, very popular still. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that during its time. It just came out at the same time as The Witcher Three. So you yeah, know. <laughs> tough shit with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Bethesda seemingly are open to doing um, new in- innovative things. So hopefully Fallout seventy six is is good. Um, maybe I think um, Daisy's meant to be coming to Xbox and on preview this year. So maybe Bethesda are just trying to get ahead of. Head of that and opening this new this new world to uh, console gamers before that that gets on um, gets on Xbox. So, so it'll be interesting to see how it competes with Ark Survival Evolved, Corn and Exiles. Probably a bit different because obviously it'll have guns and stuff like that. But it'll be quite interesting. Um, but Bethesda, obviously, I think they're this is their third or fourth time at E3. Um, Rage Two got. Um, released a couple of weeks ago obviously you talked about how it was leaked uh, via amazon or, or something like that earlier on did, did you play yeah. the first one i did actually i it was i remember when it was announced at the time like obviously it it hadn't really done anything in it in a good few years obviously it are the granddaddies of the the fps genre with doom wolfenstein and the like and i, I was quite excited for it because funny we're just after talking about fallout i'd, I'd got really into fallout 3 and when rage was announced it kind of gave me vibes of fallout it was kind mm. of post-apocalyptic and kind of there was a mad max vibe to it and i thought it was going to be like a big open world rpg it was a bit more kind of self-contained kind of level based but it was still it had rpg mechanics and there was kind of quirky setting it, it kind of um gave vibes of borderlands as well mm, and obviously i, I think borderlands that, yeah. came came later but um like it, it was a really good game and it, it kind of the ending was open ended it kind of hinted there would be a sequel but then it's been years i, I never really thought we would get a sequel but i, I was really excited at the leak um because th- this is something i'll be definitely picking up day one and i'm excited to see what they have to show uh, at their show did, did you play it i didn't actually I, I remember when it was released and stuff like that um it, I, I literally remember the trailer, and I think it was a, a, a remote control car with a bomb on it. And I remember thinking, I'd probably play that, but I was like, quite—I can't remember. I can't remember when it came out, but I was probably—I was probably still in secondary school or college, and I was like, probably don't have the money for this. So if it's—if it's ever there on the cheap, I may get it. But I spoke to one of my mates who had it, and he said it was. Um, it was really enjoyable, um, and and then he said, um, obviously. Bethesda have developed Wolfenstein and Doom into, into modern great first-person shooters. So if they can do the same with uh, with Rage, it's um, it, it it should be special. And as you said, um, as soon as I, as soon as I saw it, I, I now I now think of Borderlands, and we've seen the the success of their three uh, games plus a Telltale game. Um, so if it if it's a more serious version of Borderlands with a, with a story and stuff like that, it'll probably be one of my radar. 
Um, yeah, it's it's the other thing actually. For, for I said Mad Max vibes. Actually, it's yeah. funny enough. The studio co-developing at Avalanche Studios actually made the Mad Max game that released um, a mm. couple of years ago, which I actually played, and it was kind of a, a cult hit. Uh, it's quite good. Like so, if they're bringing that on board as well, like alongside AIDS, kind of mass knowledge of shooters, like it, it could be a, a real um, hit that they have on their hands there. No, that's quite interesting because I've heard of that cult following of uh, of the Mad Max game as well. So, so that'll be uh, quite interesting to see um, what it does. But yeah, I mean, Rage Two be it'll be probably be one I, I, I'll may pick up eventually. Um, I've picked up Doom. I need, I, I, I don't know why. I probably like Wolfenstein out of the most, but I've not picked up the like the new two. So that'll be interesting. But Rage Two should be good. Um, most importantly here, um, Carl. What platform will Skyrim be released on this year? <laughs> um, you know, it's it's. I know it's it's a joke, but at the same time, it's not a joke. It's it's one of those things that could be seen like a smartphone version of Skyrim. <laughs> I I would not rule it out. Oh God! I mean, maybe maybe they have released. Elder Scrolls Six, but it's just called Skyrim <laughs> again. But That's um. It. Oh, but yeah, I mean, if they release Skyrim on, like, mobile phone, it'll just be funny. Uh, but yeah, and any other rumours in, involved in Bethesda? I think you've, I think you've put in your notes about a new IP that was rumoured. Yeah, they're just, they've still got a, quite a few things. As I said earlier, I was wondering what kind of impact Fallout 76 has on the other projects that Todd Howard's team have in the work, because I, I think he indicated at the last E3 that they have three projects in the works. Mm. We're assuming one's probably Elder Scrolls 6. Don't know how far off that is. But he seemed to more be focusing on the idea of a new IP. And they're, they're, uh, there's a trademark that Bethesda registered a couple of years ago. Um, Starfield. Now, I, I don't know. There's no details beyond that. Now, this could be pure speculation. But there's been rumors for a while that it's a, it's a RPG uh, based in space, kind of Mass Effect style, um, but it's set in the Fallout universe and like the future. Um, so I'm I'm picturing I don't know about you, but a, a Death Claw in an astronaut suit, you know that'd be pretty cool. Oh God! But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I'd like to see what Todd Howard and his team could do with a, an RPG based in space. So even though Fallout 76 is there, that that's probably a smaller project. So. We, we could possibly at least see the confirmation of this new IP, um, which, which would be cool to see the team take a, a little step away from Elder Scrolls and Fallout for, for a little bit. No, they can take that break after they give me Elder Scrolls 6. That's what they can do. Uh, I, I agree with you there as well, though, to be honest. <laughs> that, that's what I really want. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's weird because I think when Fallout 4 was released a, a good few years ago, it was obviously very secretive and stuff like that. And then obviously the announcement came on the E3 stage that it was, that it was actually coming out that same year as well. So... Yeah, they do have a tendency to do that, to be fair. So them releasing Fallout 76 a week and a half before the actual show, I mean, is that maybe a hint, or or am I just hoping here that there is another big game to be possibly announced? I mean, Starfield there, but you know what I'm going to ask you. Could we see Elder Scrolls 6 at this year? I'd, I'd... 
I'd like to say yes, but I just think based on what Todd Howard has said on Elder Scrolls 6 when asked, it just seems that it's probably, I think Elder Scrolls 6 is more likely to be a, a kind of maybe a last hurrah for the, like, I mean, obviously recently, as we touched on earlier, the Sony execs seem to say that PlayStation 5 will most likely be 2021. So maybe 2020, um, Elder Scrolls 6 is like Skyrim was kind of laid on in the, the last generation. Maybe mm. this could be laid on in this generation, which I know you don't want to hear, guy. Cause no, you don't want to no. know, think that you have to wait three year, two or three years, but uh, that, that would be my guess. I think if, if, if it's not Starfield or, or some other new IP from Todd's team, the big id surprise, um, which wouldn't quite be a surprise seeing as Pete Hines basically hinted at it, could be doomed too. Alright. It's a, it's a weird one. I mean, obviously Doom, the first one was, was obviously a big success, so I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe the, maybe they did that in the wrong order. Maybe they could have released Doom 2 and then surprised everyone with Fallout 76. That may have been the way to do it, but I'm, I'm living in hope. I'm living in hope. Even if it's just a, even if it's just a teaser of Elder Scrolls 6, I'll, I'll take any, I'll take any, like, DNA fragment of an Elder Scrolls 6 game. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but we'll move on from Bethesda. Um, to Square Enix. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 obviously got a massive cult following. Um, I, personally, I've never played it. I've never played one second of it. So this is this is all on you here, Carl. Um, have you ever played a Kingdom Hearts game? I have. Good. <laughs> I've. I actually. I own most of the games in the series because I'm a big Final Fantasy fan. I'm also a big Disney fan. So it's like th- this would be great. But I've never, like, I do enjoy them, but I've never really, it's not that I haven't gotten into them, like, I don't like this, it's more just, mm. you have so much to play. But I have dabbled with the, the first game, and also with the one that was on the 3DS, um, aptly named Dream Drop Distance 3D, you know? They, they have some weird name schemes for these games, but, um, we won't even get in there, into that, that, that's a whole different conversation. But, um, yeah, like, as you said, like, the, there is like a big cult following for this series and they've as long as i was waiting for final fantasy 15 these guys have been waiting just as long for for kingdom hearts 3 and it looks like they're finally gonna it's supposed to come out this year we don't have a date yet we'll probably get a date at e3 i know it was playable at judges week uh, and they had like an event bit of a press conference for some of the uh, media got to play the game um, so they kind of hinted that the date will be revealed at their E3 show. So, um, but then again, we can't really keep square to dates because I remember the Final Fantasy 15 reveal and they had this button and they waited the whole show to press the button and reveal the date and then <laughs> they delayed the game after that anyway. So, um, we won't put too much on what they tell us, but hopefully, uh, they find that the fans of the series finally get the game. I mean, what I've seen of the game, it looks pretty cool. It's got a, a Toy Story world, which is a winner in my book because I love Toy Story. Any, anything Toy Story is a winner, let's be honest. Exactly, yeah. You know, um, they've also even got Monster Inc. Monsters Inc. So they're they're uh, doubling up on um, Pixar, which is a winner as well. So, um, and apparently you you have special moves that are based on like Disneyland things, so like you can like throw roller coasters at people and stuff. I, it's pretty crazy. So 
it, it looks a cool game. Um, I'll probably give it a try when it, it comes out. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we see more of that on, on their show. And I'm sure it'll be kind of one of the big titles they're pushing um, at their showcase. Yeah, absolutely. I think that might that might depend on how much of the Avengers game they've got to show. But before we get to that, um, Tomb Raider. Um, it seems obviously Square Enix, I can't remember when they've got the uh, license to Tomb Raider, but I think they've done two games now. And they seem to be quite popular with people. Um, one was a timed exclusive for Xbox, so it's kind of been staggered into the general audience. But people seem to like them. Uh, have you heard much about it? Have you, have you played the newest, the new two, I think they are? I played the first one, the the reboot um, mm. that came out on the last gen originally, and I loved it. Like it was one of my favorite games of that generation. As you mentioned, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the second one was a timed exclusive for Xbox, and I, at the time I didn't have an Xbox One, so I did eventually pick it up for PS4. But I think, like a lot of people, they were a bit disappointed of the timed exclusivity and then a few people out of spite didn't seem to play the game and the second game didn't do quite as well i actually picked it up but i just never got around to playing it as yet i I probably will eventually um but the the third game now it's interesting it's not being made by the same studio i think because as you mentioned the avengers is being done by crystal dynamics i think it's um square enix is it montreal not too sure on that one. It's one of the Square Enix's, uh, or is it? No, actually, no, not is it Edos? Sorry, Edos Montreal, I believe. Um, I have are no working idea. on it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's actually funny enough. This game, which I I find we in this day and age of leaks, you know, we'll we'll get onto one with Assassin's Creed soon. But I think this game leaked like a good two years ago because a staff member was on their laptop in a subway station and left the laptop open with uh, Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider displayed <laughs> and like pictures of the game and stuff. And some bystander came up with their camera phone and just took pictures of the laptop screen. So, I mean, they, so we kind of knew this one was coming for from a long time. And even so when it was announced earlier this year, it wasn't really a surprise. Um, yeah, I got that one right, actually. Edos Montreal. Um but yeah, like it, it looks cool. They've they've said it's going to be kind of more difficult than the past two games. There's more. It's a darker story, you know. Shadow kind of gives it away in the title. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to see this one, like because I really like what they're doing with Tomb Raider. I wasn't really into the classic Tomb Raiders, but I think no, the, this reboot series is is fantastic. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see see what they can. Um... <laughs> Add to that franchise. I mean, I, I thought they were pretty dark by the by the small amount I've played of them myself. But if people want a harder harder Tomb Raider game, go for it. Um, but the big news from Square Enix is obviously the Avengers game that's literally had only I think it was like a thirty second teaser trailer, which showed nothing apart from like a shield and a hammer. Um, so what what have you what have you heard on this, and what what are you expecting from this? I haven't heard too much. There, there hasn't even really been much in terms of um, rumors. It's like Square are keeping a lid on this game. Um, I mean, the all we know is that it's a, a third-person action game with online elements. Um, you know, the, I, there's been little people have obviously tried to speculate. Well, one kind of angle I like is the idea that it's, you know, kind of a, a 
Destiny kind of type game, but with like Marvel heroes. So you're like kind of playing online with your friends. You know, I think that would be pretty cool. That sounds pretty awesome. To be fair. But ultimately, we we just don't know, which, which is what yeah. makes it so exciting. Why it's probably one of my most anticipated games at E3. Yeah, I mean, if if there is a big Avengers game, and it, it, it is not like one of those... I think it's DC Unlimited and Marvel Universe. If it's not something crappy like one of them, um, it, has, it has the scope to be probably go on to be the most successful game at this conference. Because, well, as people know from the cinematic world, or cinema world, Superheroes sell a lot of shit. <laughs> um, that they do. Yeah, yeah. So if there's an Avengers game and it's half as successful as the film universe, I mean, it, it's going to do bloody well. But finishing up with Square Enix, obviously this will probably link into Sony as well. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think we have a question on it, but um, we're, kind of, we're going a bit overboard with time. Um, so... Will Final Fantasy VII finally get a release date? Because it's been rumoured for about 20 years now. I'd like to say yes, but I'm probably going to say no. I, I think we will see more of the game. It'll be kind of like a, a re-reveal, because there's been a bit of a development hell with that game. But I think they're kind of back on track from what I've heard. Um, I'd say we might get a window. I think it will be confirmed for a 2019 release. But I don't think we'll get a date quite yet because I, I think Square will be a little apprehensive to give any dates mm. because of their bad history with dates. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 fair. As long as they give a year, I think people will be happy with that. Um, Final Fantasy VII is obviously seen as the crown jewel of that franchise, so I think people just really want that game. And I, I'm not sure what. I think it's a PS4 exclusive. I'm not sure if it's a timed exclusive, but I hope it eventually ends up on Xbox um, in some sense of, sense of the word. So, yeah, ho- hopefully that ends up on my platform. But Ubisoft, um, we we talked about this on Twitter again. Um, I think you said you're not the biggest Ubisoft fan, but they seem to be having a big, big year at E3. Um, we'll start off with Division 2. Um, did you play the first one that much? I did, yeah. I played it for the first few weeks. I, I kind of then fell off because it, it quite didn't live up to my kind of what I was really excited about the division when it was first shown at E3 a few years ago. Mm. And like kind of I liked what I seen, but I just think it was the idea was great, but it just didn't quite deliver. I've heard from friends that still play it now that they've kind of improved it as time has gone on. And it's a lot better now with the, the dark zone and all that kind of thing. Um, so I am excited to see what the second one, but maybe the second one can do what I thought the first one was going to do. So I am really interested to see what they have to show. Did, did you play it? Yeah, I, uh, hammered it at first, but I was kind of like you, um, where I was kind, I enjoyed it, but it was kind of a bit disappointing when, once you finish the campaign and stuff like that. As, as you said, they've improved the Dark Zone, but the vanilla version of the Dark Zone was just, it was just an absolute shit dumpster fire. It was, it was such an entrapment for basically bell ends to just steal your stuff, and I never really liked that, but, um, I went back on, um, probably towards the end of last year, maybe even this year. Um, and they've, they've added quite a lot. There's a survival mode. It's not, it's not a battle royale, but you gotta, like, you gotta, you're pretty much stranded in, um, snowy New York, and you, 
you've got a virus and shit like that, and you've got to um, keep yourself for, uh, keep yourself quenched with first food. Um, keep your medicine up because you got to cure yourself of uh, of stuff like that, and you basically got to um, get out the get out the dark zone. And it's either PV or PvP. I think Ubisoft are meant to be making a standalone game of that, so that'd be quite interesting. But no, I think Division One by the end got really good, but I think it has similarities with Destiny One. Destiny One, obviously a vanilla version. Was good, but it's not. It's not. In, it's not in comparison to the one that was after uh, Taken King. So maybe, hopefully, Division Two has learnt a lot from Destiny Two because I'm, I'm not sure how you feel on it, Carl. I think Destiny Two is basically a shadow of Destiny One, and it's it's not changed enough to be a to be a success on its own. But do you, do you think Division Two needs to learn from Destiny Two's example? I think so. There's like I. I played a lot of Destiny 2 when it first came out I've, I've kind of jumped off shortly after the first expansion came out and I haven't went back to it and I have no plans to go back to it because I think they made some mistakes as you said like de- I don't think Destiny 2 learned enough from Destiny 1's mistakes um, so I'm hopeful that Ubisoft have watched where Destiny 2 has gone wrong as I'm hoping Bioware have done the same with Anthem and that oh, yes. those games are, are better for the the example that Destiny 2 has set in, in terms of what not to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've not really, I've not really seen any rumours of Division 2, whether it's, uh, I can't remember, they obviously did a little teaser, I can't remember if it's in the same city or anything, if I'm honest. Um, but we'll move on, obviously, as we kind of mentioned about leaks earlier on. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was leaked by a keychain. Exactly. Just like last year, uh, yeah, last year, um, Origins was leaked by a t-shirt. I mean, every year, uh, somehow, Assassin's Creed seemed to be leaked. And it's getting to the point where you're kind of like, are these leaks on purpose? Like, I, th- I think Ubisoft tried to pretend they're annoyed every time, but um, it's just, I don't think the mistakes can happen these many times but you know whether it's a mistake or not it's cool i kind of expected it we had actually funny enough a conversation hours before this leak where i think you you were saying you thought they'd they'd take another two-year gap i said they're probably going to milk the shit out of this engine i actually though i'm raging that i said it would be a rome game i should have said greece (laughs) because now probably next year will be a rome game but, um, yeah, like, I've kind of jumped off the Assassin's Creed series sort of since 3 was the last one I finished. Mm. Um, but I will play this. Like, I love Ancient Greece. It's, like, one of my favorite things. I love all kind of 300 and, and movies like that. So oh, yes. I will definitely play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I'm, I'm excited to see what they have to show. You're a bigger Assassin's Creed fan than I am, wouldn't you go? Um, yeah, if if the, if three was the last one you played, I'd, I'd say I am. But three was where it kind of took a, a dark turn for me. I mean, my mate, I wasn't going to get it, but my mate got Black Flag, um, and then he said, "Oh, it's really good." I eventually got Black Flag, and I was like, "This is probably my favorite game at the minute." <laughs> uh, so Black Flag was probably what saved the franchise for me because, well, we'll we'll talk about pirates again in a little bit. But pirates, you can't go wrong with pirates. Well, Sea of Thieves may have done, but I like Sea of Thieves. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can't go wrong with a pirate game. Um, and that kind of saved it for me. Then Unity was a bit of a mess, but I kind of enjoyed that because, well, it was a piss about your mates. Didn't play Syndicate because I heard bad things. 
But then Origins, um, I'll ask you this. Obviously, you said you haven't really played it since free, but Origins kind of turned it into a a proper open world RPG kind of thing. Now, would you prefer that, or would you prefer to go back to the original, or back in the day, um, Assassin's Creed formula, where it's kind of a bit more. It, it's still open world, but it's a bit more linear. You obviously got. Um, uh, invisible wall areas and shit, and you have to unlock more more of your memories to unlock the area. But would you rather a proper open world RPG, Assassin's Creed, or a a more linear story based one? I mean, honestly, it, it depends. I mean, like the the more open the world, the the better in general for games for me. But with Assassin's Creed, what kind of put me off ultimately after three kind of became a bit of a chore for me to finish. Was that like there was the repetition in Assassin's Creed games? You're like climbing yeah. towers and you know, kind of gathering clues, and and you, it's kind of repeat, repeat ever since the first game. Now I do hear, like you said, uh, Black Flag was probably your favorite game, and a lot of people have told me that, and I do kind of want to give Black Flag a go because a lot of people say that that stepped away from that formula, and mm-hmm. it kind of just focused on the character and the story, and like so, I really do want to give that game a try and. I hear Origins kind of similarly, to, it, while it is massive, it doesn't really follow the old Assassin's Creed formula. So, like, I, I'm, I, I, I think Origins probably was the, the right step with, with everything they've done, not just the open world, but like the new combat mechanics. Yeah. And so hopefully they further build on that for, uh, Odyssey, which is apparently what rumors are saying that they, they're really, ambitious with Odyssey and they're really kind of confident that it's going to blow people away so hopefully it does yeah I mean I'm kind of with you I I like the open world and if if they build on Origins which I need to go finish as well but Origins was uh, was, for me was a brilliant step step in the right direction I mean Origins was up for game of the year which I know it wasn't the biggest game um year in game and I think it was up against Horizon Zero Dawn and Mario um, but just to be up for game of the year as an Assassin's Creed game I think that kind of speaks volumes of the difference it, it made in the new system but yeah you you were right they're gonna they're gonna go back to the ways of being game whores and just milk milk a franchise to death so hopefully we get a bit before we get to the uh, turning point to go on the dark side but as I mentioned earlier Pirates Skull and Bones obviously it was a uh, shown last year um, and it was shown with the Kraken and stuff like that but it's, it, it's got delayed till uh, till next year um, are you expecting like Thor on a, with pirates or are you expecting a bit more open world again I've literally heard nothing on this I'm not sure if you're actually that interested into into have looked into it but I'm kind of hoping for a bit more of a story based game rather than just PvP yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I, I don't know too much. I know obviously it's inspired by the ship combat in Assassin's Creed 3 and, and Black Flag, which funny at the time, I remember starting that in Assassin's Creed 3 and first couple of minutes, I'm like, this is awful. I'm just crashing my ship into rocks. And I'm like, this is gonna be, if I'm gonna have to do this every few hours in this game, I'm gonna, it's just gonna kill me. But actually it ended up being arguably the funnest part of Assassin's Creed 3 was the ship battles. (laughs) Like, it's so good. So the idea they've made a game on this is just so cool to me. Like, I'm assuming it'll largely be multiplayer online focused, but I'm hoping, as you said, that there'll be kind of a campaign maybe where you focus on a certain crew and kind of their 
adventures on the high seas like that that would be pretty cool so it's definitely a, a title i'm i am excited about even though on paper it might not be a game i should be excited about but but i am yeah yeah and uh, as you've probably guessed everyone i like pirates <laughs> um so just the fact that just black flag just I've been saying it since that came out. They need to make a pirate game. And they finally have. So I'm looking forward to it, even though it is next year. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2. I, I never played the first one. Um, Did you play the first one? A little bit back on the PS2. Like back mm. in the, the days of the PS2. I'd, I'd rent so many games. And borrow oh, yeah. games. And I remember trying it. I didn't play too much. I can barely remember anything about it. I've kind of always meant to go back and play the game. I think it was re-released, a HD version on like the 360 PS3 kind of thing. Because it is like, it's a cult. We've we've used this buzzword a lot, but it is a cult classic. Like it's, that's why there's so much hype about this, this, the second one, which has seemed to be in the works for like 10 years or more. Um, But I, I don't know too much about it. It seems kind of cool it's got like a talking monkey and stuff um but beyond that i don't really know it's, it seems to have kind of a sci-fi vibe to it but um yeah but it'd be interesting to see what they have to show finally um at e3 like after such a long time life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I'm kind of well. Apart from you've played it a little bit more than me, but at the same time, I've I've I'm just going in a blank, just a blank canvas to this year's E3 in terms of Beyond Good and Evil 2. Um, I think it's meant to be a prequel, but that means nothing to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it'll probably it'll probably be something that I look into. I mean, I I do quite like Ubisoft games, but the, the, some of them are a bit for, formulaic, as you said. Uh, Climber Tower, Scout the Area. Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, it kind of fell into that. So hopefully Beyond Good and Evil, good, Beyond Good and Evil avoids that um, that trap. But hopefully we see some gameplay and stuff like that, and then then we can uh, talk about it once we do the review show or something like that. So that'll be interesting. And to finish up with Ubisoft, um, Splinter Cell. It 
I think this is the strongest time there's been a, a rumour of it returning. I'm not sure when the last one was, but it seems to have been a long time. I've never really played them because my gaming style is loud, not uh, not this silent assassin stuff. I mean, we just talked about Assassin's Creed there, but I tend to get in big fights on that game. <laughs> never mind, just assassinating people. So, so, so Splinter Cell's never really piqued my interest, but did, did you ever play the franchise? I did, yeah. Like, I first dabbled with it with, um, I think it was the third one, Chaos Theory, back on the um, original Xbox, because it had, like, a co-op mode. So my mm. friend and I used to mess around, and you could kind of run around, and um, I always found one of the funnest things in that game was just you'd kill people, and then you could pick up their bodies and just, like, put them in closets. And I, I don't know why I found <laughs> that so fun, but... I did, like, and then I kind of jumped out of the series for a couple of things. I did, I remember I played Double Agent, um, which came out early in the Xbox 360 thing. I, I It was a rental. I, I played a couple of levels and then got bored. But the, the game I did get really into in the series was Conviction, which was the next one after that. Um, and I, I finished that. I think I might have um, gotten a thousand gamer score in it. Like, I think I did basically everything in the game. Um, so, like, I was really into that game. I, I think you said earlier that you can't remember the last one. I believe, as far as I remember, it was Blacklist. I think it came out five years ago. I didn't play that one. I don't know why, because I said I li- loved Conviction, so it should have been for me, but I, whatever reason, I was playing something else at the time. Um, but I, I am excited for the new one. Um, technically, we don't know it exists yet, but there's been so many leaks. Uh, we, we may as well call it a flood. Uh, so I think this game's <laughs> definitely happening. Um, so, and, uh, it'd be interesting to see what, what they do with it, with the game. Like, cause it, it is, you know, a series that was popular in the past and they've brought a lot of their Tom Clancy stuff back lately. Last year we had Ghost Recon, Wildlands, uh, the year before we had, um, Rainbow Six Siege, I think came out. So it'll be interesting to see what, what, uh, uh, Sam Fisher does on his, his return or, or maybe could it even be a new character we, we don't even know yet so it's exciting mm. yeah I think there, there was a, not partic- not particularly a leak but Splinter Cell um, there was a special event on Ghost Recon Wildlands I, I didn't play it but I remember um, seeing that on social media um, he he was introduced into the game and um, they've done a did a Predator one and stuff like that. So basically, they're trying to save Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is a bit of a shit show. Um, but we'll, we'll move on from that because I don't want to talk about that game. It was poor. But Splinter Cell will be quite um, quite interesting to see to see how they do with that. So we'll, we'll move on to the big boy um, of of the uh, weekend, Sony. Um, you are going to have to carry the hell out of this bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, Last of Us Two. So the first one, I've I've never played it. It's one of those really? ones that I haven't. I've, I've never had a PS3, and as I keep saying to people who ask me, my my PS4 is dusty, and it's currently in my footstool in my front room. <laughs> um. Well, let me start by saying, dust it off and get a copy of the Last of Us remastered, because arguably the best game I've ever played and that, that is no no exaggeration like it really is I bought my I, I I was like you last gen I was an Xbox guy at a 360 the whole way up and then The Last of Us came out and I'd seen the E3 trailers so I went um 
to Games uh, Stop, I believe it was. Mm. I bought a pre-owned PS3 and a copy of The Last of Us and brought it home. And like, I just, I was totally hooked. Like at the time, I actually, funny enough, I had like a an infection in my eye and my, mm. I couldn't barely see out of one of my eyes, <laughs> but I still played the game just with one eye. <laughs> That's how hooked I was on this game. So like I would, honestly, if I could recommend one thing today, guy, it would be that <laughs> that you play The Last of Us. Maybe if there's a day, I need, I need, I need the bloody uh, unsymmetrical controller. That's my big gripe with PlayStation. That's what I bloody need. Um, but anyway, Last of Us Two, obviously, as you said, the first one, it, it's renowned as being one of the best games ever. But it, does that does that lie a problem? I mean, we've seen some huge games get sequels. I mean, Mass Effect. Two to three probably speaks to mind for me. Um, but can Last of Us 2 live up to the expectations? I know Sony do everything right nowadays in, in terms of their first party exclusives, but is it possible to, to live up to the expectations of one? I, I think so. I mean, like, it's, it's Naughty Dog at the end of the day. See, so you, you kind of have some examples there with the Uncharted series. I think, like, from Un- Uncharted 1 was a really popular game. Uncharted 2 then was many people's favorite game in the series until uncharted 4 more recently now that seems to have replaced it but i think like naughty dog like to challenge themselves they're a very ambitious studio they're one of the best studios you know they're they're probably up there with rockstar who obviously we're gonna come to very soon and you're you're excited about that one but um yeah like I, i think i'm i'm confident that that uh naughty dog can deliver uh, one of the best titles of this generation, just like they did in the last generation. So I'm I'm really excited for this one. I'm hoping it's the first thing on their show. Like don't don't leave me waiting till the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they, they are <laughs> like that, aren't they? Um, but I will I will tell you something. I did play Uncharted Four. And I didn't, it, it just didn't click with me. Maybe I have to play the other I, ones, I don't, 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 didn't. don't, don't let that off put you because I cannot really get into the Uncharted series. I'm trying, I'm actually trying to play the first one right now. It's one of the games I've been playing recently, but I, I think, I think it's a little overrated. Some of our listeners are probably going to cut off right there because we've, <laughs> we've insulted Uncharted, which supposedly is flawless. But yeah, I think The Last of Us, don't let that put you off The Last of Us because it's, it's, it's very different. Yeah, but I, I got Horizon Zero Dawn as well, but I think that if that was on Xbox, I would have loved that game. It was just the fact it was on a different console and I couldn't, it was, it was a bit of a, a fuck on to speak to my mates and stuff like that, so I was kind of put off. I didn't finish that, but I did like um, Horizon Zero Dawn as well. But we'll, we'll move on. Um, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but Ghost of Tsushima. <clears throat> it's pretty good. I'm I'll, th- I'll pretty take, sure that's how you say it. I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. Um, as I've said in the agenda to you here, Carl, I've saw the trailer and it looks mad as hell. Is this is this basically just the next line in Sony just going? Well, we just fucking run the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like obviously it's coming from Sucker Punch. They developed the Infamous series. Did you ever play any of the Infamous games? No, but I've I've seen I've seen bits of it on the on the YouTube and stuff like that. So I, I know what I know what's about. Yeah. Yeah, no, I played the first one. I never finished it, but like I did enjoy it. It's superheroes, as we said, or you said earlier, quite aptly. 
superheroes sell the shit out of things, and, and yeah. obviously that's that's what they had in mind with that. Um, this game looks, you know, I, I know next to nothing about this game, but as like yourself, I seen the trailer. Looks like it's set in in historical setting in Japan when the the Mongol invasions of 1274. I know I'm a bit of a history buff. To what my knowledge, it was stormy weather that stopped the Mongol invasion. But mm. this this game's rewriting this. According to this game, <laughs> a samurai comes back as a ghost and he just kills all the Mongols. And you know who doesn't want to play a game where you get to be a samurai ghost? Yeah, I think that probably sells games just as well as superheroes, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, exactly. I, yeah, I was talking to the to uh, quite a few lads who obviously get in touch with the account and stuff like that, and uh, that, that that was the first I've heard of it. I watched the trailer and was like, yeah, that that that's gonna sell well. <laughs> um, but he, <clears throat> this is probably another a bit, maybe a bit of a contentious one. Days Gone, um, I think it debuted last year. Um, I think everyone got the woos and all that, and a bit of excitement and stuff like that. But for me, I may, maybe this is kind of coupling with The Walking Dead, uh, which kind of seems to run the genre. Zombies are just going downhill for me. It, it just seems to be a bit of a a life. Well, God, that's going to sound cliche as fuck. <laughs> a bit of a lifeless genre, pun intended. Um, but uh, is the zombies hype losing it for you? I mean, obviously, COD. Nazi zombies is probably where it all kicked off. Walking Dead, uh, Left for Dead, Left for Dead. Yeah. Uh, is it a bit? Is it a step too far for you now, zombies? Um, like, yeah, I think there was definitely a bit of a um, kind of the the genre has been strangled a little bit by oversaturation. I was never like I kind of picked and choose zombie games. I wasn't kind of all in on on the entire genre mm. so i kind of like i like the walking dead games with, with telltale i actually recently got back into them played the the third one with new frontier which i really enjoyed um you know kind of the zombie thing I, I played dead island that that was a bit of fun for a while um but but i never kind of fully jumped in which i guess for me is why it was kind of never i never really got bored of them because i I just wasn't playing enough of them like i never played dying light which was really popular a few years ago i think dying light three might be or two three that's skipping one uh dying light two might be something we could see at e3 as well so more zombies there you go but um yeah i mean when i seen the days gone trailer at first i was kind of like 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 i was like yeah more zombies you know it's a bit weird when we have the uh the last of us 2 uh coming as well like to have two zombies for the same kind of two first party titles for sony yeah. which was pretty odd but but then you look at it and it seems to have its own kind of angles i mean the the zombies in this are called freakers they're not technically zombies they all they seem to be very fast there seems to be a lot of them did did you see the the gameplay at, at last e3 yeah yeah i watched um i, I suffered through a, a sony conference because it's gonna sound weird i was really wanting to see crash bandicoot <laughs> <laughs> oh you're a big big crash fan eh? oh yeah I, I can't wait for that to be on xbox isn't it? it's coming to is, xbox soon isn't it i think yeah, it's, it's this in month? july i think yeah. oh july yeah i think it, it's, it's definitely this summer but um the main reason i played uncharted 4 because it had that Crash Bandicoot level, <laughs> uh, nice. uh, but, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I remember watching it. I was, I was thinking at the time. Obviously, it was quite. I'm not sure how early in development it was, but I was, I was kind of, I was um, watching 
um, DM and Neil Devlin, who's obviously who's been on the show in the past, um, and we were talking about it, and I, I was I was criticising the hell out of Days Gone. Maybe that was a bit out of jealousy, but yeah, I, I remember I remember watching last. No, time. I I think you're you're definitely onto something because I, I was kind of withdrawn, even though I thought that the trailer was cool at the sawmill where it looked like there was about five hundred freakers on screen at once. Um, but uh, as I've kind of went on, it was re- it was playable at Judges Week, and I was watching a listen to a podcast recently where the two people on the podcast had both played it, and they were saying that like step away from the Last of Us two kind of comparisons. It's not the same kind of game. This is more open world rather than kind of um, narrative based. Mm. Um, like it looks. Like what I thought was cool, it actually the first thing that intrigued me is that like it is open world, it's a big world. You can you can go around on your motorbike and explore it, but it's a very bleak world and it's a very dangerous world. So while in another open world game you might want to cover every inch of the map, but in this game there's drawbacks to that because you could go into a forest and be totally overwhelmed by freakers and mm. killed. You know, and they were talking about finding like caves where like people had hung themselves and you know, because it's a bleak oh. world, you know. So, yeah, it's it's it. So it's it sounds very dark. It, it sounds kind of um, daunting, and and that that's kind of intrigued me oddly. Like it, it seems maybe well, this game will have its own Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, I mean, if if the, if it's, I mean, I, I've recently got State of Decay too. I mean, I've, I know I've just been talking about how it's a bit saturated the um, zombie genre and stuff like that. But State of Decay 2 is it's obviously one of X- Xbox's exclusives. I mean, it only cost £25. That's probably why I got it, to be honest. And uh, just waiting for, just wanting something to play. And I mean, it's quite fun, but that's open world and maybe a bit... Well, it costs 25 quid. That's probably the best way to explain it. So if Days Gone can kind of make a, a zombie open world game proper proper open world rpg kind of stuff or whatever we're gonna word it as it'll be it'll be interesting but it's probably one of those ones that i'm not too bothered about sony having as a microsoft fan um but we'll we'll move on from that because obviously days gone was shown last year and another one that was shown last year was um spider-man and i think there's been more footage released and stuff like that since then i hate sony because they've (laughs) stolen this game from everyone and this is the one that I'm... Like, God of War looks fantastic and stuff like that, but I'm willing to wait for God of War to become cheap for me to dust off my, for me to dust off my PlayStation. Whereas with Spider-Man, I want to play that day one. <laughs> um, this game looks bloody awesome. <laughs> As we said earlier in the show, it just looks like the Arkham games with Spider-Man. And obviously you can do more with Spider-Man than Batman in terms of superpowers and stuff like that, so... Your, your thoughts on this, it, it, it's definitely going to be brilliant, let's be honest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. Like, I grew up reading the comics, watching the, the old show back of the cartoon back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, any, I'd, any Spider-Man game, like, I'd, it would be like a day one purchase for me back in the day, like the Neversoft game back on the, the PS1. Did you, did oh, you play yeah. that yeah. one, guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. And, Again, the the movie tie-ins for the the Sam Raimi movies, like the Spider-Man, the first movie game mm. on the PS2, fantastic. The second one, even better. Uh, the third one was was pretty good as well. 
Um, but in more recent years, they, they haven't quite been as good. I mean, oh, the Beanox, the two games they did, they, as you said, Arkham, they tried to copy Arkham, but did it badly, which kind of left a bit of a sour taste. But it looks like Insomniac, like they're, they're a fantastic studio. I don't think they do bad games, to be fair. I mean, obviously, I'm, uh, did you play uh, Sunset Overdrive on, on your Xbox? Yes, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. I heard good things. It's just... um just didn't seem enough people picked it up. Hmm. It was, I think it was one of those early exclusives where it kind of was probably released a bit too soon and it kind of suffered from bad press and stuff like that. But it seemed, it seemed fun. It seemed fun. It was kind of, um, it was just one of those, it was kind of similarly how we described Crackdown. It was a bit mad. So it was just a bit of fun. Whereas I think people are looking for really good games nowadays. That seems to be, uh, I know Sunset Overdrive was a good few years ago nowadays, but um, I think people are looking for those heavy hitting first play, uh, play of, uh, one player games, aren't they? So it's a, it's an interesting one, but yeah, I think Spider Man with Insomniac, it, it it's just got everything for it, and building off the uh, back of uh, Infinity War, obviously Deadpool's Marvel, but it's not in the MCU, uh, Black Panther and stuff like that, just adding success to the to the game inside of it people people are just going to buy the holy crap out of this game definitely i think i think it's going to be massive like it'll probably be one of the games of the year like up up contending with the likes of of red dead and god of war yeah yeah that's uh that's uh that's going to be another w for sony there but he i'm i don't know what i'm going to classify this as letter wise w sideways w an ex, a, a, a fucking ketamine endorsed something. Death Stranding. I mean, this game gets stranger the more's released about it. I mean, I've I've never really been obviously Metal Gear Solid. Miss uh, Kojima's big, big baby, uh, big big love child and stuff like that. So I've never I've never really been a fan of his work and stuff like that. But Death Stranding just looks different levels of crazy. <laughs> Oh, it really does. I mean, like, I, I've, uh, I've always been a fairly big mega, um, Metal Gear fan. Um, and those games always had their, their cuckoo kind of parts to them. I mean, I'm sure you played Metal Gear back on the, the, the PlayStation yeah, 1. I played and, the first ones, yeah. yeah. And, like, the, the Psycho Mantis fight where you have to, like, put the controller in the other port so he can't read your <laughs> mind anymore. And, like, where he'd, like, read your, your, um, memory card and one of the famous memes is like i i see you like playing castlevania and it's like one of the biggest <laughs> memes on the internet like the mind of hideo kojima like he's he's just he's just a character like so and it looks like now he's gotten out of konami and away from metal gear it's like the the leash is off and he's just because death stranding like the notes i didn't know what to write for this game i, I think what did i i put something like um Lots of weird shit involving babies, black gunk, and shadow octopuses. Or is it octopi? That, that, that could be. I think it's octopi. <laughs> there there we go. I think that's the least of our issues. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, what is this game? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just so weird. Um, and I mean, obviously as well, like, you have Hideo Kojima keeps saying things like the game has already begun and, Normal Norman Reedus, who obviously stars in the game, has added to that speculation by saying the game involves like aspects of social media. So, like, it's just God even God knows what they're gonna do with this game. Like, I, I, anything is on the table. Like, it, it really is with with Hideo Kojima. Like, he just 
he doesn't have an off switch. Like it's just the, everything goes, and it's it's pretty cool. Like I don't know anything about this game. Don't know what what's gonna the story or anything. But with the cast they have, like Norm Reedus, um, Mads Mikkelsen, and and of course even tr- more traditional video game voice actors like like Troy Baker, mm. um, like it's just. It's it's gonna be good no matter no matter what the story is like it's gonna be a great game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I'd probably just watch the Sony one even if there wasn't Spider Man stuff for that just for Death Stranding because I think what time it what time it's like I think it's on early in the morning isn't it? So <laughs> half two in the morning. Half two in the morning. So I'm going to be staying up just to see some block black octopi like I. I, I don't know how to describe the trailers, but just destroy <laughs> people. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's 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 fucked up. He's a fucked up dude. Um, but yeah, just for, just coming in towards the end of Sony. Obviously, Bloodborne Two's been rumored. Uh, did you play the first one? I know it's been compared to. Uh, I think it was compared to Dark Souls and being that sort of control breaker type game. Yeah, I, I, I picked it up, didn't really get around to playing it. I did watch a friend play it. My friend actually only recently finished it, uh, after he got back to it. Um, like it is, it is very much, I did play a lot more of Dark Souls 1. It's very much kind of Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. It, they're all part of the same family. It's, it's that kind of game. Like they, they're cool. I, I love the, the games. They're, they're so hard, but they're so satisfying when you like beat a boss. I mean, there's there's no greater achievement in gaming almost than killing a boss in one of these games, at least for me, because um, I find them hard. Um, I'm not so sh- Bloodborne too. I'm not so sure on on this one. The rumor seems a little kind of weak. Also, like there was a stronger rumor that said it's not happening. I think like we seen at the Game Awards last year, um, uh, from software the developers teased a new game and it said something like uh, I can't even remember what the exact thing was but that the exact line in the teaser uh, referred to something from Tenchu which is another series that they work oh. on that, that's laid dormant so I think it's more likely we see Tenchu and if we do you you were saying earlier the Xbox thing um, I think if we see Tenchu I think Tenchu will most likely appear on uh, Xbox's stage because that right. series has a bit of a, a history with the Xbox platform. Oh, that's quite interesting. That's quite interesting. Um, and to actually finish up with uh, Sony, obviously this isn't exclusives and stuff like that, but we've uh, got COD Black Ops barcode. Um, just keep adding numbers to the Black Ops franchise. And um, we've got RDR2. I mean, I'd, I think I mentioned it already, earlier, COD's kind of looking at that um, character-based um, shooter kind of similarly to Overwatch, and I think there's there's no single-player campaign on this one, so they're kind of just focusing on what COD really is, is that it's a multiplayer game. But do you think this new seemingly bold move from COD where it's character-based is going to win over the casual audience? Because that's what that's what COD's built on, is that it's not it's not for hardcore gamers. Obviously it can be, but it's it's for the casual gamer, isn't it? Yeah, you've, you've got those, as, as people like to call them, the, the FIFA Grand Theft Auto mm. COD people. Like, yeah. they just play those three series and nothing else. 
Um, and I, I think like that that's what this is for. And I think it, it makes sense that they're bringing in a, um, like, I think it's a safe prediction for Sony that you, you have it in there that it'll most likely appear on their stage, COD. And I think it will. It'll probably open their conference and I think we'll finally mm. see their, their battle royale mode in action. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm interested to see because I, I have been dabbling in battle royale games lately. And if the COD one looks good, I'll, I'll probably pick it up and, and see if it, it can be the, the best of, of them all, you know? Yeah, and and the other part of that question is Red Dead Redemption Two. I mean, we have a, I think we have a question from Hefty Horse. Just how much are you looking forward to Red Dead Redemption Two? I mean, th- this game, it, it it's been so long um, since uh, Red Dead Redemption One. Uh, I was still in secondary school when when that came out, uh, doing my uh, uh, GCSEs. Um, eventually skipped a uh, <laughs> a P a PE exam revision group to play this game, which. Uh, didn't help back then, but anyway, that was ages ago. Um, but RDR2, I mean, I've been waiting for this game for so long. Uh, when when it got uh, delayed, I, I was genuinely gutted, but uh, the months are closing in, and it's coming up. I mean, are you, are you a bigger fan of this franchise as I am? I mean, I played Red Dead, Reden- uh, Red Dead Revolver as well on, on uh, PlayStation 2, I think it was, so I've got a long-standing relationship with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I never played Red Dead Revolver. I own it, but I just never gave, got around to playing it. Like back in the day, I would have played a lot of, I loved Grand Theft Auto, so I dabbled in a lot of Rockstar games at the time, like, uh, The Warriors, for some reason, springs to mind, but, um, Red, for whatever reason, Revolver wasn't one I got around to. But I remember when Red Dead Redemption, uh, came out, and, like, like I was, I was excited, but I was a little apprehensive as well because Grand Theft Auto 4 had been the last Grand Theft Auto and it was a really good game, don't get me wrong, but it was probably my least favorite Grand Theft Auto. So I had, had a bit of apprehension, but for, like I picked this up and I got this, that Red Dead Redemption and another game at the same time. And I was more excited about the other game. I can't even remember what it was, which will tell you how much I got into Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> like I remember two of my friends, I got them to come over to my house just so I could say, show them this game and be like, you have to get this game. Like, it's like the best game in, in so long. It was so, so good. Funny you say about skipping a, um, uh, an exam to play it. I remember I was going away, um, shortly after I got it. So I was trying to race to finish the game before I was gone on holidays because it's like, I won't be able to play it, you know? <laughs> so oh, it's so good like and as you said i was gutted when it was delayed as well and i just i cannot wait to see more of this game and, and then more even more so i cannot wait to play it in uh in november yeah uh, this is already this is already one game of the year for me i don't care what else is coming out being last of us and all that it, That'll probably win, but Red Dead Redemption, it's going to be the winner for me. <laughs> I don't uh, think Last of Us will be out till 2019, so I, I think oh, Red oh, Dead yeah. won't have... It'll have some competition. I'm not going to disrespect Spider-Man or God of War or the other games, but I, I think Red Dead's a safe bet. Like I, I'd be surprised if anything else picks up the award. Yeah, yeah, I mean, God of War's obviously a big one. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh... It's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big year for gaming. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe a bit of a a blank spot in the summer months, but that's the same every year, isn't it? So 
once uh, once Christmas time comes around, uh, Red Dead Redemption's going to take over my life. <laughs> um, we've got one console left. Um, Nintendo. I mean, it's obviously not one of the big hitters at uh, at E3, but uh, we'll cover it anyway because obviously the Switch is um, gaining more popularity and more and more casual fans and stuff like that. There seems to be two big rumours uh, that I've noticed: is Pokemon game. I think that was announced this week, and uh, Smash Bros. Um, I'm not a big Nintendo fan. I mean, my first console was a Sega Mega Drive, and I never really got into the Nintendo thing. But Pokemon for me is is the big Nintendo franchise, and people probably be turning turning the show off now. Going now, not. Oh, we already lost everyone earlier when we knocked up Uncharted, you know. So we may as well just keep going. Yeah. Fuck Mario. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, people people may disagree with that. But Pokemon's the one for me, and. Um, I, I I do kind of want a Switch, but like I'm not sure if I'd rather get a One X before I got a Switch and stuff like that. So maybe maybe one day. But a Pokemon game is probably what my first buy'd be on a on a Nintendo console. So yeah, really 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 welcome that. Uh, I'm not sure what the rumours are with with the Pokemon game, but do you want to tell us a bit more about it if you if you've seen anything of it? Yeah, um, I I watched the the reveal kind of the the event and and read up on it um it seems it's kind of a remake i want to say but it's not really of of pokemon yellow it's set the same sort of story and the setting like it's set in kanto like obviously where the original pokemon games were um it again you you can either have pikachu or eevee as your starter which is why it's called let's go pikachu (laughs) or pokemon let's go eevee um, it's the go part obviously refers to Pokemon Gold. There's a lot of that in it. Like when you're catching Pokemon in the wild, you see them on screen. And then rather than battling them with your Pokemon, you like in go, you throw the Pokeball at them and you have to kind of get it in the circle. So it's a little dumbed down. I, I suppose it's kind of could be like my first console Pokemon game for kids. Like get, get them in before the, the next game that's I think coming out next year. Um, like it, it's some people have complained about that and they just want the same thing again. But like, uh, I wouldn't really, because again, you know, the next game's coming out next year anyway. So it's, mm. this is just something extra. And like, let's be honest, like something like 800 million people played Pokemon Go. So if even a fraction of those people pick up this game, it's, it's going to be a hit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I imagine that's the problem with Nintendo. It's obviously long-standing franchises, isn't it? So to get to get a new generation of Pokemon lovers in, it, it's probably the the toughest thing to do. Um, doing that with Zelda, I imagine Breath of the Breath of the Wild was probably not the most accessible for a new generation of gamers. Um, but adding Mario Odyssey, which kind of seemed to fit the bill for the whole family thing. Um, and now Pokemon doing a, a, I don't want to say childish version, but an entry level version of Pokemon before the release, uh, uh, the new big boy next year. It, yeah, it seems to be quite clever marketing from my point of view. Yeah, I mean it, it's funny you say Breath of the Wild because that, that's a good point. Like a lot of people are speculating that Pokemon 2019, as I guess we'll refer to it as, is going to be the Pokemon kind of equivalent of. Breath of the Wild, like it's going to be the first big console Pokemon game and um, like it's going to be revolutionary or, you know, it could be wishful thinking or, or kind of 
predictions, but like you'd hope it would be. And as you said, if Breath of the Wild was, wasn't exactly an easy game to pick up and play for new players. So if they have like, let's go as kind of a, kind of a, an entry level thing, and then that will set people up well for, for getting into the new game in 2019. So I think it's a brilliant idea by, um, game freaks, where, whether you're going to play let's go or not. I mean, it, it is a, it's a good idea the way they've gone about things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to finish, and to finish off the pod, um, Smash Bros. Again, one of the one of the uh, big Nintendo franchises, which kind of brings it all together uh, for the fight em up type thing. Um, you looking forward to this? I mean, do you do you have a Switch? I don't yet. I'm planning on getting one, much like yourself. Um, like I, I've been kind of waiting for. I probably will get it with Smash Bros. because I love uh, Smash Bros. Like I picked up my Wii U to get the the last Smash Bros. game the only thing i really played on it so um i i am really excited to see everything about this like what characters are going to be returning what new characters there's going to be um is it like just a a remaster of the wii u version or is it a brand new smash game um like it, it's probably one of my most anticipated games of of e3 to be honest like so i'm really excited about this one did you play much of smash bros or Oh no, I had a, I had an, the only, this is going to sound horrendous, the only Nintendo console I've had is the Nintendo Wii, and the most game I, the game I played most on that was Wii Sports. <laughs> um, I, I think so that's like most, most people, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I, I never did, I never did the uh, SNES and uh, stuff like that, so it's, it's a weird one with me. Uh, Nintendo has kind of skipped generations, so I don't have, uh, the affiliation with Mar- like Mario, uh, Zelda and stuff like that. As I, as I said earlier, I'm a big Crash Bandicoot fan, and my my childhood was probably uh, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot rather than uh, Mario and Zelda. So it's a bit of a weird one. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have played Smash Bros. in the in the past. It it, it is good fun. Um, I do hate Mario Kart. Because I'm shit at it. <laughs> ah, that, that's that 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 hits me deep. I mean, my one of my favorite games, my favorite game of all time, is the first Mario Kart on Super Nintendo because that was my first console that I own personally. Well, my my mate ha- my mate has a has a Switch, so I've played Mario Kart. I'm shit at the racing, but like the Splatoon type game mode where you paint other people, I think it is. I'm good at that. I'm good at the arcade stuff. I'm shit at the racing. So I'm I'm shit at Mario Kart, but I'm good at the arcade stuff. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take that. Some I'll pe- take it. Yeah. Some people only play Mario Kart for the the battle mode anyway, so exactly. you know you're not you're not on your own there. I'll I'll be I'll be one of them. I'll be one of them. But um, that, that that's been a good preview. I mean, this probably went longer than I expected, but I mean, as we said in the start, there's a lot to cover at an E3, and the review uh, may be just as long. <laughs> um, but. I'm happy to do it, so we'll finish up there, Carl. Um, do you want to give out your uh, Twitter to the people? Yes. Yeah, so um, on Twitter, um, I have actually have two accounts because I found in the past when I had another account that you know, fo- if you're trying to follow football and kind of other gaming stuff and all, football seems to just swallow everything else up, and your whole timeline is just football. So for like football and Liverpool and general sports things. Um, I'm at KMAC of the Cop, so that's K-M-A-C of the Cop. And then for more kind of gaming and nerdy stuff, I recently set up another one ahead of E3, which is KMAC DW. So again, it's K-M-A-C-D-W. 
all one word and that's also my gamer tag if anyone wants to add me on playstation for a few games and things you know i'm 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 open to that so um yeah so that that's me good stuff good stuff and i've been your host that guy drinkle i have the uh one sec i'll just get the uh, twitter of the actual podcast up because it's been that long i've actually forgot what it is it is for the for the actual show itself it is at one up underscore ai so if you want to follow the show there it is I, i'll probably try and use that a bit more i mean it, it's still freshly it's pretty much still in its baby stages i'll be honest um but i'll follow people back that on that if i want to talk games and stuff like that i need to set up my gaming news and stuff like that as well um, but yeah, I've really, I've really enjoyed that. I'm really looking forward to E3 because I think every year it's at least something fun to watch. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We we should be back for a for a review of the show and see what what's uh, what the highlights were and stuff like that. But we'll, we'll set that up in in uh, in due course. But thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>Deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.